Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and good afternoon out there to everyone on the East Coast. Good afternoon to everyone out there on the West Coast. I'm going to bring on our co-host, Jay Logan, short in a few seconds. I just wanted all of you to know that today is Table Topics today, and we're going to go over an area of education, an area of music, an area of technology and parenting. So look forward to all of you out there listening to us today, and without further ado, we're going to bring on I'm Mr. J. Logan. And by the way, our music that plays, that comes on before we start is I Want Your Number by the group Patent Leather out of Oakland, California, everyone. Be sure to know that they will have their music coming out in March, and we will be supporting them. Thank you very much, and let's bring on Mr. Logan. Hey, Jay, how are you today? I'm doing great, 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 and it's just wonderful to be on the show with you, Gail. Um, we're into a new year, which is so wonderful. I'm just glad to participate with our audience and having fun and bringing new topics in this year. And I think this year will be a very exciting uh, year for our show. It is because I think that so many things are coming up against the wall this year, you know. And I'm so looking forward to the things that, you know, that we are sharing this year. It, it, it's just so really amazing. And, um you know, with that said, some of the things that are going on, you know, it's really interesting. You know, that article, Jay, that you sent over today was so, oh, my goodness, it was just, couldn't believe it. I just could not believe the article. It, it was very, very scary, you know. And um, I'm not even sure where to go with it anymore. You know, that's how, that's how concerning it was, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. We know that these are the things that we are truly, truly dealing with right now. Where a high school degree, okay, used to be something that you could be proud of, and now a high school degree is, you know, they're, they're telling our kids that that's not enough. You know what I mean? That's just so concerning. Hello. Yes. It's- yeah, it's very concerning. It's uh, it looks the, the job market looks bleak. If you have a high school diploma, the diploma is not worth what it used to be. It doesn't carry the same amount of respect. And uh, now, basically, the new diploma is a college degree. The new high school diploma is now the college degree. And I guess the high school diploma is now uh, degenerated itself to a, a junior high school diploma. I won't say the junior high because that that is really going real low. But I think that, you know, based off an article that Jay Logan sent over today that he's like, yeah, you know, I really want to discuss this. And, you know, I thought about it and I said, wow, it is something for us to discuss. It's from the Philadelphia Inquirer with staff writer Alfred Lubrano that Jay sent over and actually also his daughter, Mahal Logan, we want to thank her. She's currently in college um, going for her master's degree. Is that correct, uh, Jay? Yes, she is. You know, and so here it is, Jay has two daughters, and one of them is in college going for a master's degree, and, you know, it makes you wonder. You know, first of all, it, it, it makes, what it does, I think, Jay, to students is people, you know, this America was always said to be the land of opportunity. Even for immigrancy coming in, they could start a business. You know, as long as you were intelligent, had your high school degree, even some college 
But now what you're doing in a sense is giving some, and, and I'm sorry to say this, but Jay, I think you would have to agree. There are some students that feel that they're more elite anyway because of their family's money or whatever, and it's telling high school students that they're not good enough if they don't have a college degree. The other issue right. that I have is our, our colleges are not affordable. So we're telling right. high school students that they're not afford, that they can't go to college because they can't afford it. We had Ruth Marie Jimenez uh, some months ago, if you remember, Jay, who said school is hard to afford. Right. And at the same time, you're telling them that if they can't get into college, okay, that it's a problem. So, you know, Jay, when you gave me this article this morning, it really disturbed me. And I went to... Um, went to a location here locally in Jersey City in New York area. And it was a young lady that works in one of the stores. She's very intelligent. She said she went to apply for uh, financial aid and couldn't get it. So she said she's done very well without her high school degree. She's 22 years old. That's another thing. Yeah, this, this really goes into a lot of areas, Jay, because, first of all, what this country is telling us is if we're too old, meaning over 35, 40, that you can mm-hmm. also are not wanted to get a regular everyday job, but now they're weeding out if you don't have a degree. This is why things like affirmative action, other things like that, must stay in existence, okay? Because, um, you know, this article that Alfred Luvano put through was so, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. It was, you know, it was just concerning. You know, we, we're... You know, there's a gentleman by the name of Anthony Carnivale, director of the Georgetown University Center on Education and Workforce, put it this way. It's remarkable how much trouble they're in. It's not simply the recession and its robust half-life that stymie high school-only young people. Thirty years of jobs moving from Main Street to Mumbai and elsewhere, the American workplace being wired with robots and computers that performed the jobs of factory workers and office clerks once did of mirrored unions, shrunken wages, and diminished benefits. All of this has changed the nature of work and has made people who use their hands, backs, and working-class smarts nearly as obsolete as VCRs. That is coming from an educator, okay? That is concerning. Very concerning, uh, uh, Gail. You know, with the event of uh, robots, computers, and uh, a lot of the automation things have taken jobs away from the blue-collar workers. So now those jobs aren't there anymore. These blue-collar workers have lost their jobs, layoffs. That's what the gentleman in, in, in the Georgetown University is stating, Jay, that they have right. their, their jobs to lose the VCRs. <laughs> and we know so, that's obsolete. <laughs> so, I mean, it comes to a point was, you know, um, and here's another gentleman, an unemployed Northeast Philadelphia resident with only a high school degree. There'll be one low-wage job after another ahead of me. It's just a nightmare. He said, I don't see a future or an ability to retire. So the retirement age has gone up, okay? We don't have, you know, and this is where if you listen to the news, it becomes bleak, and we say, well, don't listen to news, create your life the way you want. But there are certain hard realities we have to look at in the face of that. It doesn't have to become our reality, but because I believe, and you know, Jay, I know we always sometimes we have a debate over this, but it doesn't have to be our reality, but it's still good to know the facts so that we know what's out there. We just don't have to take it on as our story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts, Jay, on this whole thing? 
Well, I just want to say, what is the what is the new thing to discriminate over? Is it now education? I mean, first we had these color barriers, but now what what does it change to now? It seems like it's changed to education. So if you don't if you don't have what it takes, or you you didn't graduate, you didn't go to college, then you're not able to you know you're not able to exceed in anything because they're going to weed weed you out. They're going to take the ones from high school and the college degrees and separate them. And it's not just just that. Uh, Gail, it's also it's hard enough for the college students that have degrees. They can't find jobs on their level. So they're coming back and taking the jobs that would be normally taken by high school graduates. So there's no, no nowhere for the high school graduate to go because the college people in this economy, the college uh, graduates can't find work. So it's really it's, it's it's really it's really a very tense situation. And I know I know the economy is getting better, and they got new jobs that are coming. But if you don't go to college and you don't learn technology, you don't have an opportunity, you're not going to be able to participate in the new world. And that's basically it. All these jobs are supposed to be here by 2025. So most of the people from 18 to 34 years old who didn't go to college, they won't be able to participate in the new job world. And that's a sad thing. Well, well but the other side of it is they might be able to if they go to school. There are so many people going to school. But you see, this, there's still, it's still it's still – goes back to color, class level, and, and when I say class, I mean financial class. So it's still color, financial class, and education. What they're actually doing is setting the students up against each other because students with college degrees will now feel, why can't I have, you're going to have college students fighting for a construction job. When clearly, if you're a technology student, you may not be able to. You're going to have people who work well, like they might make furniture or things like that, saying that they can't afford it, or people who are wealthy taking advantage of people who they know now that they're hearing this cannot make money as a wood carver or something like that. This this article speaks a higher volume than what we're just seeing in the article. I have to give Alfredo Lubrano, the Inquirer staff writer over at Philadelphia, so much credit because it takes a lot of guts to write an article like this. Okay. You know, it was a, he states here that, of course, high school graduates understand that a post-secondary education, a certificate, and associate's degree or bachelor's is the best way up and out. But scholarly rigor isn't, it, rigor isn't for everyone, meaning school isn't for everyone. And post-secondary prices are out of reach for many blue-collar people, which is what we just spoke about. A generation ago, that would have been fine. There was place, plenty of decent-paying blue-collar work. But that America is gone. Okay. Wow. He, he further writes here that there, um, what exists now is a country that can no longer be called the land of opportunity for all. These kids are part of a generation that were, that were still being told they can do anything, Catalan said. Well, no, you can't. There are huge barriers now. Kids in Kensington say they're going to be lawyers, veterinarians. It makes me crazy because it will never happen. That's the change. The new America has a new culture. Young men who can't find work because they can't afford to get married. More couples are living together often in the homes of, their women, their, their, of the women's parents, pulling large resources and having babies out of wedlock. The inability of high school graduates to thrive has consequences for the entire nation. Are you listening, folks? Are you listening? This is time to get up and speak to the people. You know, we, we never get into a government thing, but this is time to share. I don't... And not even state, time to make a difference. Time to share with your local government 
that it is now an opportunity for us to work together because we're in such a place right now that it's just this is not working. You know, they, um, you know, Jay, they also talk about a musician in here. Musician, okay, strums her guitar in a small basement of her parents' home. She's writing a Taylor Swift song about love and pain. I should have watched out for myself, as the song suggests. Okay, Sappington works for $10 an hour in a nonprofit action agency in Delaware County. She got the job to her father. So she can, she belongs in college, okay, you know, but it, it's hard for her to get there. So where is she when she's going to be 22? I mean, Pennsylvania is a blue-collar state. This is very, again, we go back to the concerns again. You know what I mean? Concerns. So, you know, with that said, Jay, you know, you know, I know we have to go on to our next topic, but what are your thoughts on this? Like your last well, thought. My last thought is that same girl has to stay home and take care of her parents because her parents have, uh, one had a heart attack, the other one was laid off, and uh, so she can't, she's forced to stay home and can't go to college because she has to take care of her parents and cook every evening when she gets home. And the job that she has is a job to... Uh, you know, help uh, weatherize houses and stuff, and she doesn't know how long that job is going to last. So I, I, I think, you know, it's it's a time for us, like you, like you said earlier, Bill, um, we all need to get, a, get together as an American community and work together to make things happen so we don't go that way. We do have the choice to curve America so we can go another way. And if everybody gets together and help uh, each other, we can have a bright America again. And so we don't have to go the way that this article is saying, but we do need to be aware. And, Gail, you're making everybody aware, which is great. We do need to be aware of what's happening so we can make the change. That's my Oh, my gosh. I mean, this really so hit me, um, Jay, when you sent this article over. I mean, I could cry because, you know, um, my intention is to have children. I'm having children, you know, and I can't even get my words up because one of my kids, when I do have them, what are they going to have to look forward to, Chet? That's concerning. You know, the next subject we're going to go on to actually hits where Betsy Sappington is at, you know, um, when we speak about a musician. You know, um, I have three nieces, you know, and um, we had one of them on the show, Zaria, and, you know, their mom and, and, and their father they love their kids. But, you know, their mother wants, um, their mother wants them to have a good education. It will not have to worry about um, funding at all. And, you know, I'm just concerned. I'm really just concerned. Really concerned. Because they, they like music and writing and things like that. But, you know, what are your thoughts on it, Jay? Well, you got, I think you keep all your um, keep all, all your eggs. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You got to be well rounded. Uh, you get your education. Do your music. Do whatever it takes uh, because you never know which door is going to open. You can't just be. Well, you look at, look at the education situation. It doesn't matter if you have a college degree because still there's not the jobs are not there. So you got to keep that open. You, if you're going to do music, hey, you might never you never know what can happen there. You might just. Be the best thing since sliced bread, and everybody loves you, and you be successful in music. So I think at this point, people need to do more than one thing. You got to be well versed. You got to be multi-talented, and be able to do several things 
opposed to just picking one thing and be stuck at that one talent. That's right. You know, you know, you know that this is our this is our fun time when we agree to disagree, right? So just so you, uh, our audience knows, there are times that Jay and I have two different outlooks, and I think it's great because I think that's the, the thing that makes us great co-hosts with each other, that we don't always agree with each other, right, Jay? That's right. We don't always agree. You know, most of the time, but a lot of times. You know, I, don't, I think, Jay, that you should be able to have one thing, you know, because if you have to do multiple things, that means that when you get older, you know, you don't want to do all those multiple things. We have to look at the track from, let's say, six years old all the way up to, let's say, 64 years old. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. to me, you should be able to do one thing and do it well. You know, on one hand, they're telling you you should have one niche. When you go to look for a job interview, when you go for a business, even in the business, they're like, well, what do you focus on? Do you do this or do you do that? If you have too many directions, a client will not want to take your business up. If you do business development, let's say marketing and strategy, that's one thing. But if you say, well, I do business development and I also am a musician, you know, they're like, okay, well, then what do you do? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that if you focus on one niche, and it's also telling our kids that if you want to choose something, you've got to choose ten things because what you're choosing is not good enough. And when you say what you're choosing is not good enough, that's an extension of them. And okay. for me, I'm, I, I want to say to the child that I have or your children or your daughter or, or even you or anyone else, you know, you will do well in that. Just research it, learn your market, and, you know, know what it is. You know, looking at the state of music, you know, this Billboard article, look at Psy. Okay, Psy is from Korea, Okay. And he did very well in this country. Okay, but I'm not going to say by fluke. It, it was just the right timing. It was a fun song. And you know what? That's the one thing that music does if it's fun. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. it's fun, it makes you get up and tell this what was groove. You know what I mean? But also looking at this article in Billboard, is showing, again, where we're going. The monopolization of Universal with EMI, globally is really going to also affect the technology with the music tech, you know, technology companies. It's going to affect um, how music is gotten. It's going to affect so many areas, Jay, you know. And those, those are things that we need to look out for. These are things we truly need to look out for. I mean, 2012 has been an interesting time. And the first countries to approve the merger, in fact, came full three months before the European Union's conditional approval, which is New Zealand. Can you believe that far? That was on June 21st. Japan for the universal merger, Canada, and Australia. Presaging the seeming inevitability of the deal's approval by the U.S. and Europe. Now, I'm talking about this in reference to what we just talked about the education, Jay, because, you know, like you just said, you know, I can understand you saying that you have to do more than one thing, Jay. But it actually puts that kind of pressure on us as human beings to have to do more than one thing. All right, it's also telling people don't turn to music because you won't make it. This is what's telling parents, you know, you go to NYU here or Cornell or Yale or Harvard or Princeton or the University of California out there where you are, Jay or the University of San Francisco out there where you are, uh, or Oxford 
in in Europe, and we're telling them, oh, don't take music because you know you're gonna owe. Either if your parents can pay for it, great. If not, you'll be owing a huge bill for music which you can't get a job in. Now, I want to tell everyone out there who's listening to what I just said that is, I'm saying that's what you're told. That's absolutely not true. You can have a degree in music, a four-year degree in music, and be sitting there working for IBM. I have so many friends that have done it. It's not hard for them because people who understand music, their minds also understand the way technology works. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say about that, Mr. Logan? Well, that's, that's, that's so true. Uh, basically, um, to get a degree right now, how um, IBM and these corporations work, they're using a degree as a stepping stone. If you have a degree pretty much in, in mostly anything, they're going to hire you because they know you know how to follow follow suit. So just to get a degree in music is great. You can have that degree. And like you said, Gail, you can work for IBM. You can work for uh, for, uh, for Universal. Or you can work for uh, Sony or any other music companies. So it's very important that these students don't give up their music, get a degree in music, because you'll still be able to function in society with the white-collar job because you have a degree, period. So I agree with you. So That's what I'm saying. This is so, so really amazing. And, you know, so I'm really excited about this. And, and I know you're like, well, why is she excited? Because I think that, I still think that this is a place and any other place you can do anything you want. That doesn't mean that you will not have to overcome obstacles. And I'm going to go, this may sound a little religious. Everyone has a higher power they believe in, whether it's God, whether it's Buddha, whether it is the universe, whether it's just you believe in yourself. It doesn't matter what it is. You have something that you believe in that's more than just yourself. But at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself and know that you are the source. And most importantly, I believe in God, so therefore God is my source, okay? But to some other people, it may be different. So this is not about getting into religion. But that is the most important thing, to believe in yourself and who you are and know that the source of where you derive your energy from is not about what people give you. If things come through people, but the manifestation, if you think about it, comes from the higher power. And I say that because there are going to be times when obstacles come through your way when you're getting a college degree or when you need a job or whatever. You know, as long as you treat yourself right and you treat others correctly, you will always have support. And that's the other thing, and most importantly, young people and, and old, young, old, middle-aged, it doesn't matter. Remember to have a group of people of support that will support you in financial times. You'll support them in financial times. Support them in great times and not times. If we have a chain reaction like that, there's nothing that we can't overcome. Or, in fact, I hate that word overcome. There's obstacles going to always be there. There's no challenges that we cannot move past. Because I think when you say overcome, it sounds like so. You know, think about, and you know, Jay. I know we always get caught up on words. So think about that word. You're going to school and you tell your kids you can overcome that. So it's like, oh my God, I got something. I, something else I have to deal with. You know what I mean? But if you just say mm-hmm. that you can meet those challenges, think about the words, meet those challenges at hand, you can move past those challenges. Doesn't that sound differently than overcome? Right. Now, I'm really asking you, does it sound different to you if you told Jelena you can move past that challenge? You'll have the challenges, but you can move past them, as opposed to you've got to overcome this. Overcome sounds like more work. 
actually kind of part of yeah. moving past sounds like oh I can do it. It gives you a more more it gives you a more uh, more energy that you can you can pass that. So I, I like the yeah. other term you use. Yeah, because even as a parent, she'll feel like I got confidence from my dad. I can move past it. It may come at me, but I can move past it. This, by you sharing that with her, you're telling her the reality of it, but you're also sharing that you're there with her and she has the confidence or whatever it takes to move past it. You know, that, that's something we should really note here on our radio show is that the words that we even use with ourselves, and also with others. You know, it's just, you know, I love our show sometimes. I really do. Is there anything else you want to share, Jay? Because I know, you know, you being in the music industry and myself uh, doing, uh, being in it as well from a different angle, I know you have some thoughts about this as being a producer who's award-winning and all of those things. What do you think about the state of the industry? You were sharing about real music coming back the other day. Yeah, but I, you, this article that you found is really great. It was some positive things at the end, and uh, and and it was talking about the overall uh, health of the global globalized music industry by Billboard's uh, Way Waddell. And it was I really loved it, Gail, because it basically said there's hope, and the music, the global health of the music industry is at its best. And that just brightened up my whole face because. Now they're developing new markets in different countries in Russia, and like you were saying, New Zealand and Australia, and now these artists are traveling all over the world, and it's going to grow more money for the musicians and for the industry. And this makes me so happy because it's like hope is back. And I'm just happy that that article is just great. When I got to the end of it, I was like, wow. Well, you know, Mr. Logan, you've always told me, you know, I would always tell you about global, and you're like, yeah, it's good, Gail, but. <laughs> so I'm glad that you finally are in agreement with me because uh, audience members, Jay, Jay has always been about global, but he's also been about the U.S. as well. And I'm, I'm the global one because I think that includes the U.S. So it's, I'm glad that you saw that, and I'm glad it made your day. It did. They, they're going on tour, and there's money out there in other countries. And now, I mean, just like you talked about Sai from Korea, you know, another country has joined in the development of music, and they're starting to become one world. And we always, you know, you always used to say, music would make the world one. The Beatles. Oh my God! Oh my God! Can we say that again, Jay? Music will make the world one. You, you know, you know. I tell you what. Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. I got all excited. Let me. I don't want to cut you off there. Go ahead. No, and it's really true. I see that that's that's the that's the that's the international language. That's it. That's the key. We we might can't speak the same language, but we all love the, the songs and we love the music. And all the countries can identify with that. And that'll bring that's bringing it's bringing the world together. I guess you know. I guess that's really true. Music will make the world yeah. one in this place. You know, wow. Jay. I want to take the time before we go to the next one to just tell Mahal, please. Mahal Logan, that is Jay, Jay Logan's daughter. And what, college, what university is she in, Jay? She's going to Augustine University. Augustine. Augustine, she's going to Augustine University. Mahal, we want to thank you so much for this article that you sent to your dad today. Oh, my goodness, it just made such a profound difference for us on the, on the show. And thank you, Joe, for, for mentioning it today. Thank you so much. Now, Jay, this is this should be close to home for you. Number one, you love Apple. Number two, have you seen the 18-point contract for your kid? Oh, my God. 
a mother. <laughs> I, laughed, I laughed myself to death on that big girl when you said that. That is hilarious and it's so wonderful that you sent that. That that's I love it too. <laughs> you know, and, and and for those who are parents, I have to go through this a little bit because I thought so, Jay, you know, the reason why I love this contract, you know I'm always stating, you know, and I think you are start you have shifted a little bit too. Well, you know, we were talking so much about, you know, you were loving technology, but here's a parent who's saying, I'll give you the technology, but integrate it in. Don't forget to enjoy life. Take your head out of the computer. I loved it. And she's a writer for the Huffington Post. So for me, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is wonderful. And one of the, so I'm just going to go through the 18 points for our guys first. This is a woman by the name of, and thank you to um, Huffington Post and Mashable for this article. Her name is Janelle Early Hoffman. And it's just, just to my 13-year-old, an iPhone contract from your mom with love. Now, I have a 13-year-old niece. And so, it is, so this is the contract, everyone. And, Jay, we can talk about this for a minute. Number one, it was my iPhone. I bought it. I paid for it. I'm loaning it to you. Aren't I the greatest? Number two. I will always know the password. Number three, if it rings, answer it. It is a phone. Say hello. Use your manners. Do not ever ignore a phone call if the screen reads mom or dad. Not ever. Number four, hand the phone to one of your parents promptly at 7.30 p.m. every school night and every weekend night at 9 p.m. It will be shut off for the night and turned on again at 7.30 a.m. If you would not make a call to someone's landline, wherein their parents may answer first, then do not call or text. Listen to those instincts and respect other families like we would like to be respected. Number five, it does not go to school with you. Have a conversation with the people you text in person. It's a life skill. Half-day field trips and other school activities will require special consideration. Number six, if it falls into the toilet, smashes on the ground, or vanishes into thin air, you are responsible for the replacement cost or repairs. Mow lawn, babysit, stash some birthday money. It will happen. You should be prepared. Now I'm not going to go through the all 18 because I think these first five say a lot, Jay. Say a lot. Yes. And, you know, I, I, and I would like to go through some of them with you just to touch on it with our audience. What do you think about, number one, it's my phone, I bought it, I paid for it, I'm loaning it to you, aren't I the greatest? That is very important uh, because uh, that means you, you pretty much, uh, you can't, it's, it's, it's mine. So if you lose it, you could have to report to me, mom or dad. So that's a, that's, that definitely should be one of the first commandments. <laughs> and I love it because what she's stating is, and she's letting him know, you have to be responsible because we're paying the bill. You were 13. You're not in a position to pay it. And yeah. I'm providing this for you. I think that's so important, and a lot of parents don't like it, but I am still in agreement with it. I think we should go back to the old days of being old school. Kids are taking advantage now. And I also, and I'm going to get a lot of flack for that, there's nothing wrong with a little hit on the behind at times. I don't mean beating, because people go over the board of beating. No. But I do think that kids don't listen today because they know, oh, if my mother or father does anything, I can call the Department of, of Social Services. Here is another one, number two. I will always know the password. And number three, if it rings, answer it. It is a phone. Say hello. Use your manners. Do not... Ignore a phone call if the screen reads mom or dad. Now, I think that's so important because the parents should know the password. And, you know, Jay, I know that you have, I believe you've given your daughter a phone. Am I correct? Uh-huh. 
And my question is, do you feel that way, that if you ring that phone, she is to pick that phone up no matter what? Right. That's right. Do you actually agree with with that? A hundred and ten percent. Can I ask you as a dad why that is so important to you? Um, It's important to me because uh, the safety of my child, um, I want to know, want to be able to, you know, like your child is like your heart walking outside your body, you know. So if your heart is walking around and you can't communicate with it, you know, you don't feel secure. So you need to know where your child is, what she's doing, who she's hanging with, and also who has the phone. If she's not answering the phone, that puts up a red flag that something is actually wrong. So it's important for her. Yeah, so it's important for her to pick that phone up. And if she doesn't pick it up, then I will pick it up and take it back to the store. And that's basically what's going to happen with that. Okay. You know, um, as someone who has nieces and interacts with children a lot, for me, it's it's like if I call, you know, and especially if I have my nieces here, if I call and you don't answer that phone, we've got a problem. Okay, because I'm immediately thinking that something has happened to you. I'm immediately concerned. You know, there's an automatic concern. You know, and I see even with people that we're married to as people with, you know, that we are, if, even if we're watching nieces and nephews and they're over to the home, anything. That's people that we, even sometimes friends. You know, if you hear from a particular friend every day and then they don't call, and then you call them and you hear somebody else's, you know, in that case, I mean, it's a little different because they own the phone. But, you know, we all, having a cell phone is great. But also, as a child, you don't answer. That doesn't work. I love this. And, and Jay, this is something you may or may not disagree with. Hand, I'm actually going to share this with my brother. Hand the phone to one of your parents promptly at 7.30 p.m. every school night and every weekend night at 9 p.m. It will be shut off for the night and uh, turned on again at 7.30 a.m. If you would not make a call to someone's landline wherein the parents may answer first, then do not call or text. Listen to those instincts in respect of the family's life you would like to be respected. Now, you know something? I think that's perfect. 13 years old. You know, I'm thinking about this. What do my nieces need with their phone at night at 13 years old? That's not saying they just uh, do No, they, don't, they have nothing to do with 730 uh, with the phone um, at all. There's nothing possible so, to do. They're not going anywhere. Said, They're not calling down. Yeah. And you know what? If that sends a message to the child without you even saying it to them. She said, I'm loaning you this phone. So what she's really saying is, you can have this phone. But basically, while this phone is, when you come home at a certain time at night, I want the phone. She's training them that you don't need to be tied to something all day long. And, and I'm going to read that one where she has it here in one of her, contra- in one of her the numbers in her contract because that's so important. The child, it, it, it says a lot there in that one paragraph. The child shouldn't be tied to the phone all day long, but they get so addicted they can't let it go, and that's their life for Number two, you should be able to just have a normal life because technology will have you so connected addictively to the brain. You know what I mean? And the other thing mm-hmm. is saying that when you get your own phone, do whatever you want, but as a parent paying for it, these are my rules. And it's showing them that there are rules to live by in anything they do. So that's saying those three things without even saying anything. Okay? Right. I love number five. It does not go to school with you. Have a conversation with the, the people you text in person. It's a life skill. Half days, field trips, and after school activities will require special consideration. Now, you know, in that case, now this sounds terrible, 
and I probably sound like I'd be an overzealous parent because I'm a, a great aunt. I let my nieces do whatever, but this is where I do agree. I don't agree with her. Take the phone, but I would be able, there's a remote application that you can turn that phone on and off. So while they're in school, okay, I would have that, I would trust them enough not to be on the phone. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you're going to give them the phone, what's the sense of giving the parent back the phone at 730 if they can't use the phone in school? The phone should not be used in school like in general. What the phone should have, okay, is in case something happens at school and they need to call their parents. That's the whole exactly. point of the phone. Right. So I don't know how I would be with that. I mean, the school might call me, but I would rather know my, my child, I can have direct access to my child since it is available. I mean, the old days, the school would call you. Now, this is what I like, too. If the falls in the toilet, it smashes on the ground or vanishes into air. She's saying you're responsible for it. Now, the only issue I have with that is if, he, if she's taking care of the payment, she's giving the phone and loaning it to him, I think I do understand what she's saying, that I bought the phone, I'm not going to replace it again if you lose it. On the other hand, if he pays for that phone, then you're dealing with a little bit of a gray area because he just paid for it now. Uh-huh. So does that mean that, yeah, and that's something I just thought of just now. So, you know, um, it's interesting. And then, you know, she says here, I love this, um, I love what she says a couple more, Jay, if I can read this, and then we're, our time will be up. Do not use this technology to lie, fool, or to another another human being. Do not involve yourself in conversations that are hurtful to others. Be a good friend first or stay the hell out of the crossfire. That's really what she puts in her contract. Do not text, email, or say anything to this device you would not say in person. And do not text, email, or say anything to someone that you would not say aloud with their parents in the room. Censor yourself. She says, no porn, search the web for information you would only openly share with me or your father. If you have a question about anything, ask a person, preferably me or your father. Turn it off, silence it, put it away in public, especially in a restaurant, at the movies, or while speaking with another human being. You are not a real person. Do not allow the iPhone to change that. <laughs> and she says, do not send or receive pictures of your private parts or anyone else's private parts. What about and she 13, says, no. yeah, I love that. Don't take a zillion pictures and videos. There is no need to document everything. Live your experiences. They will be stored in your memory in eternity. Now, I love this because, you know, what she's really telling her child is do not be attached to this phone. And to realize that these pictures and things you take, once you put it on social media, it is stored for the re- You cannot erase it. And Facebook. The kids don't realize that whatever they say on Facebook is going to be there. And teachers and everyone and parents will get access to it. Right. So, I mean, I, I just have to ask you a couple of things, Jay. What are your thoughts on these things that I just read? I think this is great. I mean, to me, these, these contracts should be at every AT&T, T-Mobile, and every Sprint store when you walk in. When you bring your kid in there, they say, you know, pull this contract down for your kid's contract. It's something that should be sitting up there just because a lot of parents are not aware. They just buy the phone because the kid did good. Here's a phone, and they just go. They don't realize how dangerous a phone is and what it could do to the mentality of a child. 
and especially in urban areas, I hate to say this, you know, another thing I really like about this is, I mean, I can write so many articles, Jay, from this one contract, because also in urban areas, we are training our kids, the ones who can't get the college education because college is too expensive, to go get the technology devices, I can guarantee you they won't have a decent coat. But you know what they will have? They will actually have a iPhone. They'll have the latest Jordan sneakers and nothing between the ears. And as parents, we're pushing that. In my day, I didn't get any... Go ahead, Jay. I'm so sorry. No, that's so true what you're saying. I don't know if you remember last year I went in to mentor some kids, right, and I brought a couple of awards and some things from the music industry, and they all wanted to take pictures. And, I, you know, I told you, Gail, I said, you know, I didn't even have an iPhone then. All these kids pulled out these smartphones, and they were like 13, 12, you know, and they had better, a better phone than I had. I just thought it was funny, and they all wanted to take pictures, you know. But, yes, they will, like you said, they will have a phone before they have a coat. They will have a phone before they have shoes. They will even have a phone before they eat lunch. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, if I have an a 8-year-old, they're not getting an iPhone before I do. They, <laughs> that's not happening. That's not happening. I work every day, and you've got an iPhone in school. For what reason? You will get a no-name brand where you get to just have some fun. So the kids, the no-name brands, the kids put peer pressure and say, aha, you have a no-name brand, and then you're not in the club. So that's another thing these phones do to these kids. They they, they, they separate them. You know, you, this kid that's has right. money. Are the phones actually not separating them? No. I have to tell you this, uh, fellow parent. It's not the phone that's separating them. And it's not, I don't mean you, Jay, as a parent. What's separating them is parents getting it and not giving them rules like their parent did. It's right. never the phone or the object. It's you not giving them the rules of how to to act, you know. But, Jay, is there any last words? Because our show is coming to an end, my dear. Well, I think this is, it's been a great show covering all this, and uh, I think it's, it's, it's great. We, we covered a lot of territory. Um, yes, we did. I have, I have nothing else to say. I just thought it was, it was wonderful that we talked about these great three subjects. I hope our audience uh, really digs a little deeper into what we're, we have shared today. Thank you so much. And with that said, we're going to go out with I Want Your Number, Everyone That's Had Mother.